Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeFries, and let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into today's Bible teaching. Heavenly Father, we just come with thanksgiving. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We enter knowing that you are a keeper of your word. You will do what you say. Your promises are yea, yea, and amen. And every word is dependable and faithful and never changing. And we just receive um, the Holy Spirit flowing upon me for every word and upon every one of us tonight. Uh, Because ultimately, the Holy Spirit, he is the teacher, the guide, the helper. No matter what we do, we cannot really do your will, Father, without the help of the Holy Spirit. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's a real treat. Praise God to gather around the Word of God. Tonight, if we give it a subject, it would be how to be led by the Spirit. Going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in our lives in the life of a believer. Of course, he he works with unbelievers to convince them or convict them to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. But for the believer, there's two main purposes of the Holy Spirit. One, of course, is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where he says, And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And that is power for service. The, the Holy Spirit upon a believer. And that's where we have people, people that are preaching, people that are singing, people that are testifying, people that are operating the gifts of the Spirit. God is using you to what you might say, pour out upon other people. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water to pour out um, upon others. And sometimes people think that God is not really moving in their lives if if the Holy Spirit is not using them to pour out upon other people. That is one of the, we call it the dual operation or manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. But what I'm going to be sharing and, and looking in the Word of God at uh, today uh, is the the working of the Holy Spirit on the inside of a believer. Now, many times we think of the Holy Spirit moving. If he's not moving spectacular, then we don't think he's moving. But the Holy Spirit moves inside of every believer Not spectacularly always, but always supernaturally. So everything I'm going to be dealing with in this Bible teaching is going to be dealing with not the outpouring, not the spirit upon the believer to do the works of Christ and to carry the gospel and many, many things, but I'm going to be dealing with such an all-important area, and that is the Holy Spirit uh, within. When you were born again, when a believer is born again, in in John chapter 3 and verse 6, he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So the part of you 
that got born again was your spirit. You didn't get born again in your soul. You didn't get born again in your body. But you did get born again, born from above, um, by the Holy Spirit um, who lives on the inside of you. And the part of you that's born again is your is your spirit. So you are a three-part being. In First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty-three, he says, "In the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." W h o l l y holy. And I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this and many other areas we can see where the where we are a three-part being. We're not three persons, but we have three main areas that the Bible tells talks to us about. And that is you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. So the real you that is eternal whether a person goes to heaven or hell, uh, their spirit is going to live forever and ever and ever. You are an eternal being. And uh, the part the part of you that deals with the spirit realm uh, is your spirit. Uh, your soul deals with the mental realm, um, and your body deals with the physical realm. So we, you know, with the Word of God, we go into, you know, we learn about all these areas, how we are to do with our spirit, have with our soul, and with our body. Because we have all of those areas that each of us are are responsible for. It's up to us to grow, to develop, and uh, in, in every one of those areas. Now, it's very difficult to separate the spirit from the soul. You say, well, is this spirit or is this soul? It's very difficult. But in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12, he says, For the word of God is quick, and that means alive. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. With the word of God, you can actually divide or separate spirit from soul. So when you were born again, you still got the same way of thinking, the same memories, because your your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And then, of course, your body. Now, some people think that your brain is your mind, but your brain is a physical organ that has all kind of chemicals, axons, dendrites, myelin sheaths, nerves, all these different things in the brain. It's a it's a physical organ, and when a person dies, it'll go back to the dust just like the rest of the body. But with your mind, in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, you can choose what you're going to think, and so you can you can yield to your born again spirit. Or you can yield with your mind. Uh, you're a free moral agent. Uh, you have a will. Uh, you have emotions and feelings. You have a mind. You are a free moral agent. God never wants to take that away from you. God never will. He'll never make you do anything, force you to do anything. Uh, he's not a dictator. Uh, 
whosoever will, let him come and partake of the water of life freely. Anything that forces or makes anybody do anything is is demonic. It's uh, uh, Satan will do that, evil spirits will do that, but God will always lead and guide, and he's very sensitive. He's not going to force. Now, of course, a person is going to get the end result of their choices, but we are all free, free moral agents, the right of choice. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12 and verse 9, he says, Furthermore, we have, had, we have fathers of our flesh and, um, which corrected us, and, and we gave them reverence. And shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the, and I catch these words, the Father of spirits and live. God is the, God our Heavenly Father, He is the Father of spirits. He's not the Father of souls or the Father of bodies. We have natural parents for our bodies, but He is the, he is the Father of spirits. Now I'm just you know briefly mentioning those just to get us get us started here that we are we are a spirit being. We do not stay alive in the grave. We we are not you know someone's not going to turn over in the grave. You know when a person dies the body goes back to the dust but the spirit and the soul they either go to heaven or they go to hell immediately upon death they don't reside in a grave or or anything like that um, uh, and of course we see all of this in in the word of god so when dealing with what we what the holy spirit on the inside of us um, i'm going to use a term called the inward witness um, the inward witness of the holy spirit um, and uh, we want to learn to identify because we're talking about our spirit. Um, you know, over in, in Peter, he says, as newborn babes, talking about your spirit being being newborn, you could be 50 years old and just have a, just get born again, and so you've got a newborn spirit. As newborn babes uh, in Christ, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So he's talking about your spirit growing, growing spiritually. So just like a, a natural baby grows, uh, a, a spiritual baby, a new, even though that baby's perfect, you know, a natural baby has, you know, hopefully has uh, perfect muscles, uh, bones, has all the cells, has all the organs, everything. It's all there, but it needs to grow. Same way with your spirit. Your spirit, uh, even though it has the life of God in it, the nature of God, the love of God, the faith of God, the fruit of the Spirit, all these, all of these things of God, when it's born, yet it is a newborn babe, um, and that spirit, the real you, on the inside of this, this house that helps us to have authority on the earth and get around here in. Uh, that that spirit must be developed. Um, it must be educated. It must be trained. Uh, it must be fed. Uh, it must exercise itself spiritually. 
just like just like a newborn baby, you've got to feed it, you've got to uh, nourish it, uh, you've got to train it, uh, you've got to train it to walk, you've got to train it to talk, you've got to, you know, just just like you do uh, a natural baby, you you've still got the same way spiritually, and so you'll see people uh, in all different walks of life, different physical, natural ages that are different, what you might say, ages spiritually. Some people will mature and grow very rapidly. Others will go to church and sit for pews for years and years and years and years, and still they are like newborn babes. You know, they have to be the center of attention, and you got to cuddle them, and you got to pamper them, and you got to go tell them again and again and again, and they go over the same things, and you got to tell them the same thing again and again, you know, just like you would tell a babe, you know, don't put that in your mouth, don't do this, no, here, let me have that, don't do so-and-so, you know, but then as a person matures, they mature spiritually to where they're not blown around, blown around by every wind of doctrine. They learn to get in the Word of God, they they get to where they don't have to be fed. They can feed themselves most of the time. We all like to eat out of somebody else's garden. We like to go to some to a restaurant and let them feed us. But you know, basically, getting fed as, as we mature and get a little older as a spiritual babe and a little little older. It's our responsibility to see to it that we get fed. It's our responsibility to make sure that we get the right kind of feeding, not just eat the same thing all the time, but that we get a good spiritual diet and get balanced and so forth. And, of course, we have the Holy Spirit. Every person that is born again has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Now, we're not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but every person that is born again has the Holy Spirit. And this inward witness, sometimes it's like an intuition. It's like an an inward knowing uh, on the inside of you. Uh, you, You'll feel feel a check. You say, well, I feel a check in my spirit. Uh, I I feel like I need to wait. I feel a check. Or or I have a peace about that. I, I, I have a peace. I, I just feel like there's like a green light to go ahead. It just it comes different ways like that. Um, what this inward witness is not, um, it is not a feeling. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but really it don't matter how you feel in your emotions. Um, you could not feel in your emotions about good about something but in your heart, in your spirit, you're getting a witness. You can you can be wrong in your head, uh, but right in your heart. And he said we can have the desires of our heart, not just the desires of our flesh, the desires of our natural self. And and this inward witness, this inward knowing, it is not human reasoning or human logic. Do we need human reason? Yes. Do we need human logic? Yes. Do we need to learn all these things on the outside? Yes. But that is not what we go by when we're talking about following the leading of the Lord. When God speaks to us, He does not speak to our mind. He does not speak to our brain. He speaks to our spirit. 
spirit communicates with spirit. So, you know, we're, we're very much adept in this country at, at training our minds, uh, which is good. We're very much at going to health clubs and getting out and walking doing anything to take care of our bodies. But we've not been quite as good as we should in training, educating our born-again human spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, this is the way it works, and we'll see it in the Word in just a moment. The Holy Spirit that's with us, he communicates with our born-again spirit, and our born-again spirit communicates with our mind as our mind is renewed to the Word of God. The more you renew your mind to the Word of God, cast down imagination, bring every thought into captivity of the obedience of Christ, Second Corinthians chapter 10, 4, 5, right in there. Then the more you do that, in, in Romans 12, uh, uh, verse 2, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. He says, be you transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to this world. That word conformed means under pressure. Don't, don't be conformed by pressure to this world, but be transformed like a, like a caterpillar into a butterfly. Metamorphosis. Be transformed by the renewing of the way you think. Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that, that created him. So, but that is something that's up to us. After we are born again, then it, it is up to us um, to do that. In the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 16, he says, The Spirit itself, literally should be himself and is in other translations, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit, in the Weiss translation, W-U-E-S-T, Weiss translation says, The Holy Spirit is constantly bearing witness with our spirit. I really believe, according to some of these scriptures, that the Holy Spirit is constantly talking to us um, if, we can, if we can hear him. When we get in tune, just like a radio or a TV, you get the frequency just right. It was there all the time. You just had to get on the right frequency. When you get, when you get to worship, get into praise, and meditate the Word, you say, oh, his presence is beginning to come. He's getting closer to us. Well, really, the power of God is everywhere present all the time, huh? It's just us getting tuned into him is what really makes the difference. In the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, um, in verse 17, he says, But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You are one spirit with the Holy Spirit. You say, well, how can the how can my spirit and the Holy Spirit be one? Now, some of these things they're spiritual. We don't understand them with our natural minds. I I think of it kind of like computers. You know, you can be a thousand miles away, and with the right technology, you can get on that other person's computer like you were sitting right there, and everything that they have, you have. You you can just connect with. Uh, 
you know, one another. So when you when you get born again, your spirit, you're not the Holy Spirit is a person. He has a spirit body. He's a literal spiritual person. He's not bodily, spirit body inside of every one of us, but by his presence, he is in union with every one of us. He is there all the time. We have access to his knowledge, his wisdom, his help, everything like that. We have that with us all the time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, know ye not um, that you are the you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Um, you know, a lot of people think, well, I just got saved, praise God. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to live on this earth till I die and then I'll go to heaven and then I you know, then I'll get everlasting life. Well, really when you got born again, you received the everlasting kind of life the very moment you got born again. You don't get everlasting life. It's going to last forever. Everlasting just describes the kind of life. You know, he said, uh, he said, I'm not, uh, uh, he said, I am come uh, that you might have life, uh, zoe, z-o-e. I am come. Now, he come to save us. He come to forgive us. But the major reason he came is to give us the God kind of life on the inside of us. The Z-O-E, Zoe. I am come, he said, that you might have Zoe and have it more abundantly. We describe that life like eternal life, everlasting life. We have all those different kind of words in Scripture to describe it, but that is really describing the life of God that comes to be with us when we're born again. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16, he says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now I know in your King James Bible it has the word Spirit capitalized. In the original Greek, uh, there are no capitals like that. The translators capitalize what they feel like that they 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 think it means Holy Spirit or human spirit or so forth, but it's all the same Greek word. I believe here. This I say then: walk. You could say walk, listening and being led by your born again human spirit that is in union with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that is communicating his full plan to your spirit um, and you walk led by the spirit. You know, in the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, says the fruit of the spirit um, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and so on. Um, well, I know uh, we think of that as the Holy Spirit and that is the character of God, the characteristics of God there, the Holy Spirit. Um, but, you know, does the trunk of the tree produce oranges or do the branches produce oranges or apples or anything? You don't, you don't go picking apples off of the trunk. You pick apples off of the branches. It's the branches that produces the fruit. Well, where do the branches get the fruit? I mean, the, the, the life that's in them and the fruit. 
they get that life from the vine. So Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. So it's the branches that produces the fruit. That is the fruit of your born-again human spirit. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He is leading you, guiding you. He will show you every step to make, everything to do. Because you, he's going to give you the life. He's going to give you the, the sap or the strength, or the know-how, the knowledge, the wisdom, whatever's going to come from the vine. But that fruit that's going to be seen in the world and going to bless people and give strength to people, and they, they're going to receive that fruit in people's lives, is going to come on the branches. I am the vine. And he says, and so ye are you are the branches. Praise God. He says in the book of Colossians, chapter 3 and verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. I like the Amplified there. I want to read the first part of it. Now, this peace of God, this is the peace like the inward witness, the green light, the the, the, the check in your spirit, or you, you feel a go-ahead, or you feel a little check. God works in many ways. He works through dreams, visions, prophecy, tongues and interpretation, audible voice, many ways, but the number one way that God leads a born-again believer is by the inward witness. The Holy Spirit is on the inside. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. You know, let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ rule, act as an umpire continually. Catch some of these words now. I tell you, it is beautiful. The Word of God is just beautiful. <laughs> continually in your hearts deciding. Listen, what this piece is doing. It's deciding and settling with finality all questions. Praise God. As you learn to develop your born-again human spirit, as you feed it, as you exercise it, as you cause let it grow, um, as you let it get stronger, yes, God will speak in dreams, visions, audible voice, prophecy, many other ways, um, but there's so many thousands of things that he has to tell us, to guide us, to, to keep us out of trouble, to go the best ways. Um, this inward witness of the Holy Spirit. You know, he said, if I go away, I'll send you another comforter. That word comforter means, it means comforter, it means helper, it means counselor, it means strengthener, it means standby, intercessor. You have, the, a believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them to strengthen them, 
to guide them, to teach them, to comfort them, to help them. Help them to pray effectively. Help them to make the right decisions. And as you practice training, educating your spirit with the Word of God in prayer, God, through your, with through the Holy Spirit, who is one spirit with your spirit, um, he will show you with finality all questions. He is there to be with you. He's not real spectacular, but he is supernatural. And this is the number one way. And this, we've just given a very brief overview here of how to be led by the Spirit. Praise God.